0: Back for i guess you can call this episode one of the washed up podcast uh, i will be your host uh, adam anderson uh, appreciate you hitting the download button or the listen button uh, again um, this is all brand new to me I'm, I'm hoping to bring you kind of the best experience possible uh, you can find the washed up podcast on itunes spotify uh, anything else that you can listen. You can also listen through the Anchor app. Uh, uh, so today we actually have an interview. Did uh, I've got a bunch lined up uh, for the next uh, few episodes. Uh, but today's first one uh, is for Tim Hahn, he, Athens High School graduate, uh, co-owner of CrossFit Instinct. Uh, All around great dude. Uh, we had a, a really good conversation uh, I'm gonna apologize in advance about the mic situation <laughs> We we tested them out and then once we started talking uh, My microphone was not picking up anything. And it was just his but uh, you could still listen through uh, But again, the, the audio quality is gonna be a, a little something to be desired still, uh, but we're working on that That's that's what we're here for uh, Kind of the high school landscape right now is uh, everything's everything's done uh, small school wise i know big school uh, baseball softball state tournament is this weekend uh, good luck to mount zion i think is the only team left in the area uh, that is still playing uh, congrats to the pleasant plains baseball team uh, i know they fell short against t-town which uh, i think there's a, a little bit of rivalry if, you know guys around my age and gals around my age can remember back to the uh, the 99 year where they played at the state basketball tournament and then they almost had a run in again that year at the state baseball tournament uh, but it was a great game coach Greer does a fabulous job uh, he is I think the longest tenured coach in the area outside of Pat Mooney uh, but he does I mean he's there all the time he gets a lot of wins he gets a lot out of his kids so uh, congrats to the Plains community um, other than that you know we're kind of looking in it's camp season shootout season i hope to get out and see some of those um and if anybody's got any tips on where i need to be looking what's going on uh i'm all for it again i'm looking for for guys like tim to interview i've got a few set up uh, but i'm all open for suggestions hit up uh washed up podcasts at gmail.com there's only one p so it's just washed up And then Oddcast, I guess, if you want to spell it out that way. But uh, I I think you'll enjoy the the conversation that that Tim and I had here today. Uh, I've known Tim uh, since high school. Uh, We actually played in a Gus Macker together uh, for you Gus Macker people uh, back in probably 2001. Um, I got a, a buddy shout out, Tim Woodrum. Uh, he kind of put the team together as me, uh, Tim Woodrum, Mike Walsh, uh, myself, and then and Timmy Hahn uh, got together. You know, we're a bunch of short guys besides Woodrum, and uh, we didn't do very well, but you know, we still had a good time. Uh, got to know Tim that way, and then just you know playing against each other, and then into college, and uh, I worked out at Golds. He put me through some of his CrossFit workouts, which. I regretted immediately afterwards, but uh, I knew they were, they were good for you. I just didn't like uh, losing my lunch halfway through a workout. Uh, but he—he he is all in, and he was one of the first guys that I had ever met uh, that was buying into to CrossFit. And, you know, he—he he caught on it early. He talks about how they've been doing it for nine years now, which kind of took me by surprise that it had been that long. Uh, but uh, I think you'll—you'll you'll get a lot of. He brings up a lot of names of a lot of guys. Uh, that uh, people think about, and I don't know if they think about it anymore or, or when you're telling stories, and that is the whole idea of of what I'm trying to do here is, is talk about stories and games and situations um, because, uh, you know, we all talk about it when we're sitting around having beers and, and shooting the shit or uh, going back through the glory days, you know, and talking about different guys that, you know, kicked the crap out of us or guys that hit, you know, jumpers or caught a touchdown over us. Uh, Those are the kinds of stories I'm looking for to get out there. So uh, I'm looking for those types of conversations. You know, essentially what all we're doing is just sitting down talking. And I just feel like there is a huge want for something like this. We don't really get it. Uh, I know there's the AM radio show. Uh, which, shout out to John Levin, I think that's going to leave a huge hole in the local um, broadcasting community uh, when with him retiring and not covering games anymore. He is the voice of local high school sports. He's uh, When I think back to games I played or games I've listened to throughout my lifetime, it's been John and, and Tim Schweitzer and Chris McLeod and uh, Sam Adonia. Those, those guys have narrated uh, more high school games than, than anybody can probably think of or that, and I'm sure they know a lot of great stories. Uh, but uh, here is the interview with uh, with Timmy Hahn. Uh, enjoy, you know, download, rate, review. Uh, appreciate you again hitting the download button. Uh, enjoy the interview with Tim Hahn. Sitting with me now, co-owner, legend, Athens High School graduate, Tim Hahn. Timmy, how you doing? I'm doing
1: great. I'm I'm honored to be called a legend. And I know that's only because I'm old now. I only that's because gray. I only because I have so much gray hair. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to be in that category now. So. Well,
0: you're. I mean, you're a legend. You're in the washed-up group, like the. Yes. Thank legend.
1: you. Yes. That's what that's what that means to me. Yeah, the washed-up group.
0: So, basketball at Athens. Did you play anything else at Athens?
1: I dibble dabbled in baseball, soccer, and like I think I did track for like a day. Not
0: that everybody does it. <laughs>
1: It's, not, it's not no not with a basketball <laughs> in your hands. It's not fun, yeah.
0: But most people are are going to recognize your voice from your your basketball playing days. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Small enough maybe, town
0: maybe even now your gym days though because
1: Maybe are, so. Maybe some some CrossFit world. Yeah. But I still feel like I'm like I'll be under the radar my whole life and that's how I like it. You know, that oh, that's no. my style. <laughs> I am hoping, you know, but yeah.
0: So so let's go back. You did play in college too. We'll get to that. Yep. Seattle, okay. But, okay. Uh, Let's go back to the high school days. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Glory days.
0: Glory days. 2005, is that when you graduated? I, oh four.
1: 2004, 2004,
0: okay. Yeah,
1: 2004.
0: So I remember you as this floppy, curly-haired kid that somehow got by everybody. Oh. When did basketball really start to click or take off for you that that was the sport you wanted, wanted to
1: do? Yeah, that's funny because I remember it actually... I was playing with a buddy in a YMCA league and he was like my next door neighbor and um, he didn't go to Athens. He went to like, he wound up going to Sacred Heart. So he's like in the Catholic school system but he had a YMCA team. We were maybe like third grade, you know, and I remember one of the the kids' dads, like, he like gave me a compliment. Like, you know, like I did a good play or I, you know, and, and he gave me that compliment and I think Honestly, that was the moment where I was like, maybe I can do this, you know, or like it it, it was like the push in the right direction, and you know, I don't know if a lot of kids always get that, you know. And for me, it was like, oh, cool, I'm I'm gonna do this, you know. And we, my grandpa had put a basketball hoop at our house, and so I just fell in love with it at a young age, and uh, you know, lived in the country, had no no, nothing else to to do. So, yeah, I would just imagine in my head I was, you know, Anthony Hardaway or, you know, Keewon Garris. That was, the, you know, in Illinois was. And I just, I just had fun with it, man. I just I got a little compliment. And I think from a really young age, you know, maybe third, third grade, I, I really started to enjoy that sport. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you I get, I get to, let's go to high school. Okay. That's mm-hmm. what it is. When... When did you start?
1: Did you start as a sophomore on the varsity level? I yeah, there was so what happened was freshman year I was going to play a little bit on varsity, um, but but certainly not a lot. I was you know I was just uh, but I broke my nose my freshman year. I broke my nose and I had to wear a face mask so that I kind of really slowed my beginning process, which was probably for the best. Um, But freshman year I started a few games probably. Somebody had the flu or you know <laughs> so, and uh, by sophomore year I think I was a full time starter on the varsity team. Now, Athens Athens basketball.
0: But I think your I think that ties in you guys had a resurgence there. There was as you hit high school. Yeah. Um Narco. Mike yep. Walsh. Right. Those guys and yourself, I think, kind of led Athens into a new era. Of the Rod Grimsley era. Eric. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, and he was like a Tiptopoulos product. He came from Ken Crawford. Um, he was, an, I think, he was either JV coach or assistant coach down there. Um, and then Ashland. He went to AC Central, and then he came to Athens. Yeah. And he was there my freshman year, and that changed the culture of Athens, you know, uh, which had some up and down years, but he brought a lot of consistency and, um, and then we had some players, yeah, you know, at yeah. that time too.
0: What, tell us about Grimsley story. Oh man.
1: Uh, I, you know, I don't know if I can say these, om- <laughs> no, no. you know, his, his intensity was so far through the roof. I mean, he was, everybody knows he, he wore these penny loafers. Yeah. And he would stomp his penny loafers so hard on the floor. You know, I remember that being one of the specific things is, is uh, how intense and he would he would coach. He was, he was perfect, for me at least. I know I needed that. Um, and, uh, but a lot of guys had a lot of issues with it. You know, I uh, had a few of my buddies quit freshman year, that very first year, because it was just they never dealt with somebody being.
0: He was intense. In, that intense. Just from an outsider. Oh. But again, yeah, I thought it was. Oh, that was what coaching was.
1: Nowadays, I don't know if you can get away with it. Yeah. You know, um, but he was—he was a great basketball player, a player too. I mean, and mind, he really understood the game, and um, was a drill sergeant at a time in high school when you kind of need that. Honest. Let's be honest. You, you I do. mean, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Most kids don't. No. You know. So. So, yeah, I mean, the Penny Loafer stomp, and um, there's probably something else I'm forgetting about. <laughs> yeah, that's it for right now. <laughs> well,
0: just from my experience, what I remember about him is one of the years we played you guys, when we came down, you switched to a defense. From a man to a zone, we go to a zone offense, and then you pivoted again. And he was right on that, and we were so confused. And, <laughs> I love Coach Kaz, Coach Kaz was so confused on what was going on, yeah. but I think it took two full quarters for us to figure out how do we need to attack this.
1: It was like every made basket was man, and every miss was zone, or, or it was yeah. vice versa, something like that, but it was really simple, but like obviously at a high school yeah. level.
0: 16, 17 year old. We come down, and it's one thing, you come down again, it's completely separate, you're
1: like, yeah. what the hell? Is he would, that was the stuff he brought yeah. in, was just a, a little bit more sophistication, um, which probably took us a while to, to bite on, but it, it probably gave us a little edge, where Athens usually didn't have any edge, mm-hmm. you know, at that point. Yeah. But yeah, that was the, the, the Rod Grimsley <laughs> effect. But,
0: you know, you got to play in a Waverly Championship yeah we released one of those mythical things everybody talks about. yeah. What was the atmosphere like when you at that game?
1: You know the the seating is so close. And people are literally standing like right next to you in the out of bounds line because it's a small court. I mean, they're literally standing, especially for the championship game, like right on top of you. Um, and they sit above you. So it's all kind of, you know, you're the center stage. You're like the gladiators in the stage. Um, but it was just, it, like you said, mythical. Like it's just one of those old school, uh, you know, small town basketball things that um, we were lucky to experience, uh, you know, with, with that type of setting, you
0: know? That's awesome. Uh, we'll keep it on gyms. Yeah. Your favorite high school gym mm-hmm. playing?
1: Well, Athens yeah, was pretty good well, because yeah, well, the rims are, yeah, like, nine yeah. foot ten. you know, yeah. Um, some of my favorite... Rochester, for for whatever reason, was always, like, a nice gym. Um, I can think of the ones I didn't like to play in well, more. We'll start let's, with it. Yeah, so, I remember, like, Petersburg. Yeah. The gym was huge. Like, the background was, like, there was nothing to, like... You smoked
0: chlorine the whole
1: time. You smoked chlorine the whole time. Mount Pulaski yeah, was one of the hardest to shoot in. Yeah. Um, even, like, Pleasant Plains. I feel like the rims were, like, just stiff as stiff as a board, um, you know. So those are the ones that come to mind that I didn't like. But uh, Riverton was fun because mm-hmm. it was so big. Yeah. Uh, Williamsville uh, was, got better. Tri-City, where you're uh, – Buffalo, Tri-City was dark. It was dark.
0: It was you like, couldn't see. It was dark and we turned the heat up. Yeah. <laughs> So you know,
1: but I enjoyed. I think kind of the smaller gym setting. Anytime there was a big, it was like a big space. Well, yeah, it, was yeah, it was hard because yeah, you just you just weren't yeah. used to it. So, uh, but you know, Athens was. Where
0: it's, at. it's where it's at, man.
1: The rims were short, man. It's awesome. <laughs> I could touch the rim. Yeah,
0: should have done it. <laughs> so, when in your high school career. Did you think maybe playing in college was an option or something you you maybe wanted
1: to do? You know, my freshman year, Grimsley came, and also a guy named Clay Shuffler came. And Clay was a guy, he was my uh, history teacher as a freshman, um, and uh, he was a young guy. And we found out he played basketball, and we found out he was a really good basketball player. And he had played at Illinois College, and he'd even tried out for uh, a... a some semi-pro teams, trying to go overseas. Um, and so I think it was through maybe the summer, sophomore year, junior year, talking to him um, and hearing his background, it, it, the idea, the seed was planted like, oh, you, you can play college basketball, you know? Cause you, you know, and I looked at him and he was just a normal guy. And I thought, you know, okay, there's some, maybe I can, maybe I can play too, you know? Uh, I was never a very confident player. I always played with fear. I, I <laughs> blows
0: my mind.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we won't get into that yeah. maybe, but um but Clay gave me some confidence, Rod gave me confidence, um, that maybe I was good, maybe that I could do that. So probably sophomore junior year, um, that idea started to, to creep in. Yeah, just small, small amounts there. And
0: then, you know, as you get a little bit older, you have colleges coming mm-hmm. and talking to you. So yeah. went to Lincoln Land. Yeah. Yeah. Why, yeah. why Lincoln Land? yeah
1: so uh one was i had a girl had a girl in town you know girlfriend for a long time and um so that was one reason but i was undecided on a lot of things and um just going over to Lincoln Land, i was really impressed with coach jones chad jones who's now the women's coach and first year and i think they're like we're like <laughs> top five in the country yeah. you know he he's an unbelievable coach he, he's probably the best coach i've had at that point so many things came together but yeah. uh all my buddies were going there my buddy matt bryant from pleasant plains um a buddy from rochester ben egan uh, kevin Foran from williamsville they were all these kind of local buddies were yeah. going there um and it was cheap as well, you know. It was Lincoln makes, a makes a difference, and um, it just I just felt like I wasn't ready to make a big decision. Um, and I'm really lucky to go there because it was the best experience in a program that was so legit. I mean, we had unbelievable players. I I didn't even play. I didn't even play. You know what I mean? Deservedly so. I sat on the bench, but Mike Hardick. Um, Unbelievable player from Teutopolis. Chris Bachler from Effingham. Corey Farmer from Lincoln. We just, Colin Beveridge from Springfield High. The team was stacked. And um, it was just a great experience. Um, but I just didn't feel ready to, to make a big decision. So. sometimes
0: it's, I think junior college gets a bad stigma sometimes. that Oh, it's just a two-year, it's just a community college. But if you're not ready, it, it's a beautiful example of, somewhere you can go learn about what you maybe you want to do and still be able to, to get better and yeah do something you love
1: you're so young yeah. you know you're still 17 or 18 and i had coach jones and mac thompson was there too and they were the best mentors to learn they really taught me how to play basketball at a higher level so i was i was really lucky to to do that
0: So after Lincolnland, went to Robert Morris. Yep, went to Robert Morris. Robert Morris. Yep, again.
1: I it was a local school. I could play there. Um, I liked the system. It was a little more lax. Uh, You know, it was it was less uh, dis not disciplined, but the system was a little bit looser, and it would fit my style more. Um, I knew Coach Gordon, Kevin Gordon, who was coaching there. Um, and, uh, I had a few, my, actually my roommates were playing there. So I was living with Robert Morris guys going to Lincolnland, and, you know, of course we would talk shit, you know, yeah, the whole time, but, um, yeah, it was just, it just seemed like the next best fit. I could get a scholarship and they traveled, they'd go to California to play. Uh, you know, they would, it was just, we just, it was, it was a cool situation to be in and, and they wanted me. So... Yeah. Hey, that's a half. That's for me. That was a big part. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So, think back. Well, this will be my, I guess, my toughest question. Is there a game or games that stick out in your high school or college career uh, that you guys, you fell short? Or a game that you really wanted to win and it didn't happen? Mm. Or, or something?
1: I got about four games in mind. I'll go quick. Okay. okay. You so, as much time as you one game was... We played Warrensburg, Latham. Um, great team. Great team. I mean, they were always stacked. There was a guy, uh, uh, court, Long. court Long. Everybody remembers Court yeah. Long.
0: I mean, geez. Well, that year they
1: had... Who's the other guy on that team?
0: Uh, they started three kids that oh. were like 6'5 or 6'6. Six, six, yeah. They I f- really good.
1: Their best player, it wasn't Court, even though he was great. It was another guy who actually wound up going to Truman State. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a stud. But... They had, I think it was the year after they graduated, they were still stacked, and they came to Athens, and it was just, they had this great zone, full court.
0: Yeah, one, two, two.
1: And I sucked so bad <laughs> that game. I remember after the game, I sucked so bad. I just remember, like, it was, like, snowing outside, but I just, I, I exited the back exit. I didn't, you know how you walk out to all the parents, and, and I just left. And I went out the back exit, walked like an extra like half mile to get to my car to avoid everybody. And I just remember at that point, I drove to like a basketball hoop somewhere. And this was maybe 930 at night. And I didn't call anybody. I didn't tell anybody. My mom had no idea where I was. My girlfriend had no idea what what happened. you thought I was dead in the locker room somewhere. And I went and just shot hoops and just like, you know, just self-pitied myself, you know, completely. Um so that was Warrensburg. Another game was Rochester. We were beating them. It was the Warrior Classic and we were up by 20 in the first half. We go into the locker room up 20. They come back and they beat us. And that was when my love-hate relationship with Ben Egan started. He was the he was like the 5 foot 6 guard, coach's son, and he just was such a junkyard dog. He just uh, he he was a big part of why they came back, and, and he was such a competitor. But that's one game we lost, and we, we really shouldn't have. Um, and then the last two were regional games. One was against Calvary. It was a regional championship at Athens, my junior year. And they had Joel Brown, Brown Jordan, Joel, Powell. Jordan Powell, Noel, uh, one of the younger yeah, Nolkies yeah. was there, Jesse. Yeah. And um, they were just, they were studs, yeah. you know, and... Uh, they wound up beating us, you know. So that was one of those games. And then the last one was my senior year against Pleasant Plains. At Pleasant Plains, you know, just, again, those rims were unforgiving. Nothing went in. But uh, Matt Bryant, Thomas Suki, all those guys on that team, uh, they were just, they were so good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you never your last game is always the one that you're...
0: You think about the most.
1: Yeah, you kind of remember just, you know, man... You know, another game I feel like I sucked. <laughs> I could have done better. So, you know, there's probably more, but those are the ones.
0: So on the flip side, what are games that you're, you're super proud of or ones that yeah. popped right in your mind that yeah. you guys won a big game or you had a great game? What are, what are some of those games?
1: There was one in particular. I think my highest scoring total in a game was like 30 points or something like that. Um, which nowadays is probably nothing, you know, the way the game is. Like back then it was like, you know, huge, you know. um, It was against Auburn. Um, It was the year after Brian Gravens had graduated, so they weren't the same Auburn team. Um, But I remember having a really good home game with 30 points in that one. Um, And then back to the Waverly, I think it was my freshman year, I hit like a three-quarter court shot. And the news was there, and they caught it on tape. And I'm a freshman, right? You know, and it was just—it was one of those memories that, you know, never go away. Never go away. They interviewed me after the game. I fumbled over my (laughs) words. I didn't know what I was saying the whole time, you know. And uh, but that was a great introduction to high school basketball.
0: Well, yeah, especially now it's so much different. You know, back when we played, if the news was there, Dave King was there. It was like, shit, this is a big game. But now, it's, if
1: they're not there, it's like, oh, no, well, I guess yeah. this isn't for them. I guess, yeah. They do a great job. Of, they're you know, everywhere.
0: It's still now, but it was it's a
1: different world then. It was a different world. You know, that was like ESPN. If ESPN was there, you know, you wanted to have the best game you could. But, yeah, you're right. Nowadays, it's, it, it's a, it is a little bit different. But, um, yeah, those are the games that stick out. And, you know, it was just, there were so many that come to mind. But um, one game, Sean Knox.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh speaking about 30 point games, this guy like averaged 30 points. Yes, we played him at AC, the AC Invitational, and they, they wound up beating us. But I remember I just guarded him the whole time. We did like a box and one and I maybe held him to like 20 points. You know what I mean? That, that was a good, that was good. That was a good game. But uh, you know, it was just fun to play against some of those like, when you saw when you speak of legends, yeah. he's one of those legends nah, which, He's an
0: Athens guy. An Athens guy. Both,
1: you yeah. know what? He finally came around to the light. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so let's let's kind of get to where you're at now. I walk into this beautiful facility. Your co-owner, CrossFit Instinct. What got you into the, the CrossFit world to really start?
1: Yeah. So CrossFit. Um, I was actually introduced to CrossFit in high school and I really, eh, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't want to do that. You know, I just want to bench press and bicep curl. Did and you, did you lift much in high
0: school? I did,
1: I did. I really, back to a guy named Clay Shuffler, my, my freshman uh, geography teacher and basketball mentor. He, he, he taught me a lot. So that was a big part of it. Um, I certainly didn't listen to him as much as I should have, but um, so I, I like to lift, um, but uh, I heard about CrossFit in high school. Nah, didn't really, you know, I'm not gonna rope climb. What, tires, I don't know how to flip. Yeah, like burpees, eh, I'd rather just, you know, work on my pecs, you know, or whatever. But uh, after, or during college, I got a personal training job at Gold's Gym. And I fell in love with helping people and the one-on-one connection and, you know, still being fitness. And so once I graduated from Robert Morris, I had a business degree. And I had no clue, you know, I didn't want to go work at a bank. I I just, so I decided to just stay a personal trainer and, you know, just work for myself, you know, and uh, I met my wife. My wife now is uh, Molly and her parents ran Gold's Gym. So we got connected. We, you know, we started dating each other and she kind of found CrossFit and kind of reintroduced me to it. And it was this super athletic way of training, which matched what I had been doing in in sports. And along with the personal training, it was like a perfect fit. So we started training our clients with CrossFit philosophy, which if you don't know what CrossFit is, it's basically a combination of aerobic weightlifting and gymnastic movements. It's like being well-rounded in the gym, uh, where typically you, you choose one or the other. So it was just, it just made sense. Yeah. Um, and it's a really good way to be healthy, long-term, be flexible. So all these things. And you could open up your own gym as a CrossFit gym. They were called affiliates. And uh, we were kind of at the infancy of of this boom, which is now. Yeah,
0: you guys were pretty early on.
1: We were one of the earlier ones, you know. Yeah. And so now there's 15,000 CrossFit gyms in the world. Um, and, and, you know, maybe when we opened up, there were 7,000, you know. So it's really boomed. But um, we opened up a little space in the back of Gold's. We rented it out from her parents. Um, and we started to grow this clientele. And, um, you know, I think being a personal trainer, being an athlete, being a people person, it was a good fit. It was a good fit. And being with Molly, my wife, it was this, you know, it was this couple yeah. that was training you. It wasn't just some dude or some, you know what I mean? It was like there was some, there was some yeah. family, you know. Cohesion, so yeah. yeah, community was there. So um, fast forward, we've, we've been doing it now for nine years. Uh, this, so last month was our ninth anniversary. Oh. And we just moved into a big space. The first time we've mo- basically moved out of our parents' basement, is how you can call it, you know, or, or our first apartment. Yeah, we bought a house, you know. So we're in this big space on South Grand now. It's, it's you know, about 6,000 square feet, it's huge. including Those it all. Gaps. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, through the nine years, you learn what to do, what not to do, what needs to be sharpened, um, you know, what, what you need as a gym. We have showers now and the kids care. But um, it's always been about community and helping people and uh, setting my own schedule. You know, I always just wanted to. To do that? Yeah. I just, that
0: kind of freedom
1: was nice. Yeah. And now what I do is I work with high school basketball players. It's, I'm working with a kid. I started with Casey Tuttle, who's from Williamsville. Yeah. One of the first kids I really got connected to. I uh, worked with some of his teammates, Hayden Moore. I'm working with Garrett Snow, who just graduated from Triopia. He's going to yeah. Illinois Central great College. Great Had a great year, All-Stater. Yeah. Um, and Luke Smith is from Petersburg. I just started working with him recently some high school girls. So I'm enjoying kind of the full circle service of, of helping these kids out seeing kind of both sides of the cloud. I'm not yet too old for them to listen, yeah. you know? Um, and I'm young, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm old enough though to kind of know probably what they need to do to get to the next level if they want that. Perfect. Though. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it, that, it's one of my favorite things to do is to work with the teens. Well, and
0: I think it's, CrossFit gets a weird stigma that it's not for, for athletes, but I mean,
1: yeah. it, it is. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if you're not doing it, you're almost at a disadvantage now. Yeah. Now. I, I think originally it was thought of as, but now, I mean, the way the Olympic lifting is in this, the way the endurance that you build up and the mental capacity, it's, it's, it's enormous, the confidence I've seen kids gain from this and, uh, and just from doing functional movement getting off machines, you know, and, and getting in, learning how to squat, learning what full effort really means. Yeah. Cause you have no idea. No. But, that guy. Yeah. Yep. So we're now in this, you know, we train all different ages. Um, so, uh, I really do enjoy giving back to those high school basketball players. Yeah. These, these legends to be, <laughs>
0: Maybe, maybe future yeah, washed up. Exactly. Washington. Exactly. Yeah. So, what's the new address here for everyone?
1: New address is 301 South Grand Avenue. Uh, it's in between Passfield and College, uh, right on South Grand. Yeah, we you are, can't miss it, really, here. You can't miss it. No. You can't website miss it. The
0: website is Boom. That's it, Hopefully, man. Hopefully, this will help out. So, now I'm going to get to some fun questions. Oh, snap. And, uh, these are questions we're going to ask every guest. First one is. What was your summer job
1: in high school? I had a couple, but my one that I remember was uh, we did uh, detasseling or deroguing. Worst job I've ever had in my life. (laughs) We went to Easton and Mason City and just walked cornfields. And I think I lasted like a month and a half.
0: That was longer than I did. (laughs) I did it for maybe two days. My allergies suck anyway, so that was part of it. But I'm wearing jeans, and a. you have to wear jeans and a t-shirt. And, and it's, it's all day. It's all day.
1: And you do the same thing every, every day. Uh, it, was, it was a nightmare.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then I also worked as a, a, a server busboy at Cancun in Sherman. Nice. Well, I'm super proud of that job. Yeah. Super proud, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what
0: was your
1: first car? First car, 97 Mercury Cougar.
0: Ooh, what color?
1: Black. Nice. And another legend here that you may interview, Tyler Casson from yeah. Williamsville, yeah. rear ended me <laughs> on, a, on a rainy day and uh, then I had to sell it. <laughs> so thanks, Tyler. He ruined, it. he ruined everything.
0: All right. Did you have any pregame superstitions?
1: Not a whole lot, but I remember for some reason I would drink chocolate milk before every game. And I must have done it one time and had like a good game, and then it stuck. You know how that happens. Like oh, yeah. you, you, get into a situation, and but really that was probably the worst thing that you could drink before a game. It was just loaded with sugar, <laughs> and the dairy probably like made my breathing like terrible and you know heavy. Well, but
0: I drank AMP Energies before some games, so also not great. As I <laughs> found out as I got older, That's not not a great choice. Yeah. Um, who were some other legends that you remember watching uh, as like an elementary or junior oh, high kid, or even in high school? I mean, we've yeah. Been some,
1: I was some awestruck. I was awestruck by Dusty Bensco. Like I, the whole aura around Dusty was just was cool. Um, Clint Cuffle, you know, here's a local guy that was, you know, I'd heard through the rumors that uh, Coach Knight's son. Yeah. Uh, had come and watch him, you know. He went to uh, Evansville. You know, he was really good. Um, there was a few guys from Athens. Eric Miller was a guy. Um, a lot of those younger or those those Athens guys when I was younger that I watched. That, you know, I just thought they were were <laughs> Troy Kimmerling, you know. Uh, I just thought they were just unbelievable. Joel Brown at Calvary was a guy that was just so good. Matt Bryant. These were all kind of my peers. Yeah. Um, they were just, you know, Seth Sainert. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot
0: about
1: that. Man. Seth Sainert. We played Verdon, and there was a guy who was in the dunk competition from Verdon. He later went on to Wesleyan. Uh, Jason Fisher, yeah, oh, he was like Hercules. I mean, he was a stud, <laughs> and uh, so you know, I remember, you know, but but Dusty, Dusty was like,
0: he is the guy.
1: He he was the guy.
0: I think if you're around our age, yeah, he, if he's not the first name out here, because he was so good at whatever he did, and he's a, just a nice dude too. Just I talked to him a little bit now as we got older, playing pickup games of goals and bowls and.
1: Still got it. Yeah, still, still got, got it. the elbow spin move yeah. hook. Let's call that. I'm going to call it out it was, right now. Yeah, it might
0: have been illegal, but hey, he, he got away with it. It
1: was him. dusty. He has superstar status. He, had that call. he got that call.
0: Yeah. He was good at everything.
1: Unbelievable.
0: Um, post-game hangout.
1: Dude, I was... Bro, I was a loner. I was such a... I would probably go home and... Or, like, go... Like I said, after that Warrensburg game, go find a hoop and just, like shoot the ball, think about everything I did wrong in the game. Um, or, you know, go hang in with a girlfriend. Um, but, you know, after the games, dude, I was exhausted. I just, I just chilled out, man. I just didn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> I, was a, I was a weirdo. I was a weirdo back then. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think
0: some of us just did it just because we thought that was what we were supposed
1: to do. But... I wish I was that cool. I just wasn't cool enough. I don't
0: know if I was that cool. I just felt like I needed to do it. But... You were cool. I think you were. <laughs> what happened? Man? I'm not cool anymore. Hey, man. It goes away. Whatever you, whatever More you say. Later less. Less cool. I You're guess. cooler now
1: because of it. You're actually cooler now. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Well, Timmy, I appreciate it. You know, congratulations to you. Tim's about to be a first-time dad. Oh man. So any of you dads out there, give him whatever advice. Yeah. I've got a lot I can give you, but we'll do that not on the podcast. This is
1: moving me like further into legend <laughs> status, you know? Yeah. So but, I'm super honored to be here. Thanks for, thanks for your time, Adam. This is great.
0: Come
1: work out with Tim. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Thanks, buddy.